Justin Bieber was approached by some fans in front of his New York City apartment. And he kind of curved them for a hug. But the way he was gracious with them, the explanation he gave to them, I thought was very thoughtful. We're going to be looking at that clip. We're going to be tying it in to the greater issue of celebrity culture, the root problem with celebrity culture, which I'm going to get into some passages. So I'm going to ask you, watch till the end of this video. I'm going to try to get to the point as quickly as possible, respect your attention, okay? But I think this is going to be vastly helpful and healthy for a lot of us that are watching this. So, some of you guys seen the clip. I'm going to play you guys a different clip that many of you guys have not seen, which is from the girl who appears to have been there on the scene, okay? She uh, shows the clip. Her name is Vanessa Fex, I think is her name. She posted the, the clip that we're kind of all familiar with, but this actually was posted before that. I'm playing this without the audio because there's some music in here. We're not going to get this demonetized. So this is earlier in the day of him leaving Okay, and you could see that there is a group of fans and folks out there already. We didn't really see how big the crowd was, but it's a decent-sized crowd. There's probably, what, at the very least, we see about 20 people out there. And then I want to play you guys the actual clip we're all familiar of, which is this one. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but we get the, we get the gist of it. Justin. Hi, Justin. Can I get a So I think it's really cool that he starts by acknowledging them. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. That's really cool. He said, this is my home. This is where I live. I don't appreciate you guys being here. Interesting. Okay, now, uh, then one of them asks for a hug. So you made it real clear. This is my space where I relax, my home. She asks for a hug. He tells her no. <laughs> he curves the young lady who's probably, young ladies, who's probably been out there for Lord knows how many hours. They ask for a hug. He says no. Some of y'all said it's because COVID still exists. <laughs> I think there's a lot of lesson here. The greater issue of celebrity culture. Okay, I looked up the word celebrity and I wanted to share with you guys. So celebrity comes directly from the Latin celebratium. I think that's how you say it. Meaning famous. And check this out. And is related to the verb celebrate, which means, this is what it means, to honor something with proper ritual. Interesting that that word is ritual is here. So what is a celebrity? Celebrity is meaning somebody famous, but what is the deeper, what is the deeper thing? It's the, it's the word, it's the verb to celebrate. So someone that we celebrate, someone that we honor with proper ritual. Huh? So when we think about being a celebrity and we think of I remember growing up watching Michael Jackson in the 80s and him coming on stage and and girls just fainting and losing it ah, it's Michael ah, right and now you see with the internet people spotting out where someone lives pulling up in front of their homes really just kind of being inappropriate like this is somebody's home this is where someone sleeps at night this is where someone rests and some of you guys would say well he signed up for that 
He signed up for that. He's he's a celebrity. It's the it's it's, it's the cost that comes with paying that. But I would challenge. I would push back, and I would say that I think. Even though maybe you would say he signed up for that because he's known and he's one of the most famous people ever. I think he has 180 million Instagram followers. Okay, respect. But where do we draw those lines as creators and as consumers of uh, awesome art? And, and where's the difference between admiring someone and respecting someone's craft and, and acknowledging them and, and giving them honor to full-on worship? And so what I know about the, the human heart is when we don't have a proper foundation of who we are to worship, we will put idols in place. This goes all the way back to the Ten Commandments, right? Where God talks about not not creating a graven idol. When we don't have our proper framework of worship and what we are to truly celebrate, we will then create other things to put in place of the creator. We will not worship the creator. We will worship the creation. We're directing affirmation, we're directing praise and honor. And that is okay, except when you then cross boundaries and you do things like line up in front of someone's house and you stalk them. Okay, that is different. By the way, if you're finding value from this video, give me a solid, do me a solid. Give this video a quick like for the YouTube algorithm. It really helps a lot and it gets the thirst traps off your feed. Okay, so let's go to some passages of scripture. And I thought about this. I said, hey, where have we seen examples of Jesus celebrating? Some of you guys, those, those of you guys that, that are in the like the super duper religious bunch, you're not going to like this story. I'm going to tell you that right now. Those of you guys that approach the scriptures and see the scriptures for where they are, you're going to love this story. And this is a really interesting passage that I've been wanting to talk about. And I think this is a great tie-in because it shows that Jesus actually did celebrate. But he had a proper framework of who to celebrate and when to celebrate. So if you guys have been watching the Chosen series, I highly recommend watching this story in the Chosen series to get a a, a more accurate visual of what was happening here. And it's the story of Jesus's first miracle. So let's go to John chapter two, and we're going to read through his very first miracle. This is very early on in his ministry. And it says in verse one, on the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Okay, so first we got to stop and say, here's Jesus. This is God incarnate. This is this is the savior of the world. And what is he doing? He's at a wedding celebrating the union of someone else coming together. Jesus, Jesus himself was not so busy that he couldn't stop and attend someone's wedding, a human's wedding, a sinful human's wedding. That's what Jesus is doing. So we want to celebrate people and there is a time and a place to celebrate people. And so when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said, they have no more wine. So they're celebrating, and the, and the way they Chosen paints this is incredible. They, 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 they explain and really illustrate the shame that it would have brought in this family had they ran out of wine at a wedding, okay? And it says, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you, okay? So Jesus is like, listen, I'm just here to enjoy this wedding. I'm just here to enjoy this celebration. My hour has not yet come. And 
And his mom is like, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. So think about what's happening here. Jesus is saying yes to his mother to perform a miracle at a wedding, at a celebration of people. Nearby stood six stones, water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding uh, from 20 to 30 gallons. Interesting that these were ceremonial washing jars. Verse 7, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. When Jesus in Galilee here in Cana was uh, was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed. So, okay, this is, by the way, really interesting. Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best to last. This is a clear indication that they, what they were drinking had some kick to it. You can get tipsy off of what they were drinking. Now, was it as potent as the wine is today? Was it not? I don't know. But it wasn't grape juice for all you religious weirdos. It was not grape juice. They were drinking real wine. Okay, and in the chosen, they paint a very great picture of this. People are having fun. People are celebrating. People are having a good time. And so Jesus's first miracle was at a celebration, at a human celebration. People were at a wedding, having a good time. This is when Jesus performs his first miracle. Jesus obliges to to fulfill something that his his mother, his mother asked him to fulfill. And it was at the blessing of someone else because Jesus was willing to celebrate other people and he had a proper framework ultimately because he was he was god in the, in the flesh but he was willing to celebrate proper people so i think the question is why do we deal with celebrity culture why why do we deal with with this this idol worship and people falling out and people lining up in front of people's homes and people losing it over just to be why, why is that and i will say it's because we have a miss proper alignment of when and what and who to celebrate ultimately celebrating the creator not creation but also being present in the moment to celebrate the things that god has surrounded us with right now If we know who to celebrate, God ultimately, and the things he's allowed us to celebrate in our real lives, not in our social media personas, not in people we admire from afar, but in our real lives, well then goodness gracious, we will be in proper alignment and there won't be these weird things where people are lining up, stalking each other. I'm going to get a little bit more personal here in terms of some of the direction of my channel in a second, but I wanted to show you something. You know who the biggest celebrity is in my house? Some of you guys think like, Ruslan, wow, 90,000 subscribers, woohoo. You know who the biggest celebrity in my house is right now? tell you guys right now it ain't me outside of god and our uh, us following jesus who the biggest celebrity in my house is zoe zoe bear that's that's zoe grace she'll be uh she'll be three months in in a few days here okay so this is the biggest celebrity in my house right now this is who we're celebrating right outside of jesus this is who we're celebrating right now why because it's new life because God has blessed us with a child our, our our first daughter this is the biggest celebrity in my house not me not, 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 no, no, oh, Kevin Hart or whoever we got, James or Justin Bieber or, or no, 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 Zoe is the biggest celebrity in my house. Then probably my son and my wife are a close second. We don't celebrate celebrities. We do admire celebrities. There's nothing wrong with admiring celebrities, but we don't celebrate celebrities because we're more present in the moment. 
God has people around you in a moment. God has family around you in a moment. God has given us marriages. God has given us kids. God has given us family. God has given us friends. God has given us local church family. That if we have a proper alignment of who we are to celebrate, to bring honor to something with proper ritual, we will be in a right standing and our life will have a healthy balance. Okay, a healthy balance. Now, I'll tell you guys my backstory with having met the Jay-Z's and having been around the Kanye's and having been around the Justin's. There's two passages that always come to mind. For those of you guys that are artists, those of you guys that are creators, those of you guys that are just excited about creative people, all that kind of stuff. There's two passages I want you guys to think about. They're, they're both in Proverbs. One is, your gift will make room for you. And another one is, do not demand a presence with the king. Your gift will make room for you. Do not demand a presence with the king. When I met Jay-Z, I wasn't I wasn't demanding his attention. I wasn't demanding a presence with him. I wasn't trying to give him my demo. I wasn't, right? I saw him. I dapped him up. We had some brief conversations. We kept it pushing. Why? Because I know that my gift will ultimately make room for me. And if I'm supposed to be in front of him, I'm not going to make a fool of myself or do something goofy in the moment because I'm insecure of my identity that, that I'll, this is my only shot. This is my only chance to ever see Justin. So there Therefore, I have to ask for that hug. No, 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 no. If you have a proper worship, you're probably not even going to approach that person that way. Definitely not going to line, line outside of his house. If you have a proper framework of worship and who you are to celebrate, ultimately God, then being present in your real life. And then second of all, if you're confident that what you're doing is going to yield the results, you don't have to make a fool of yourself or go go in and ask for a hug, you know, because, hey, it's just a person. It's a human. And if I'm supposed to work with these people, it's fine. I don't need to, I don't need to act like, I, oh, this is my only shot. I got to go in and rap, run up to Jay-Z and just start rapping for him. Like, that's silly because your gift will make room for you and you shouldn't demand a presence with the king. So I've been around, Jay-Z's Matt Tall, by the way. Jay-Z is like six, four, six, he's huge. That dude is tall. He's head and shoulders above me. So, And he was cool, by the way. He was super cool. So when I had seen Justin, I'll give you guys the backstory. When I seen Justin multiple times, I've been around Justin multiple times. The very first time I saw him, we were walking out, kind of made eye contact. I could tell he wasn't doing so good. This is like 2015, 2016. And I didn't, need, I didn't feel a need to approach him or talk to him or dap him up or anything. I just looked at him and I was like, oh, that's Justin Bieber. Cool. Walked out, and this is at like a, a, a Bible study, and a, a rather big Bible study, midweek thing. And there's a girl that runs up behind him and starts crying frantically and losing it, like like Michael Jackson vibes, like losing it. And, and then they had to like escort him and usher him out of the building. So here he is at a, at a, at a church, and you have someone chasing him down and people needing to escort him through a side entrance out of a Bible study type situation. Saw him a couple other times and every time I saw him there, this man was repeatedly just hanging out, just being normal, just being normal, just hanging out, ch chatting with people, hanging out afterwards. And I never, I never, never, never felt like I needed to go up to him and what? Uh, take a selfie, get a hug, dap him up. There's, there has to be something in us, especially if you're an artist, creative, YouTuber, whatever. Listen, you have to be confident that if, if you're supposed to be around certain people, respect. God will make room for that. You don't need to invade somebody's personal space. You don't need to make a, a scene. You don't need to be hysterical. You don't need to do all these things. And imagine from their perspective. Imagine attempting to go to church 
and you're trying to get your life right, people are running up to you, losing it. Imagine getting off an airplane, being tired. Imagine, be, what if he had his wife with him? What if five, 10 years from now, he has his kids with him and he's carrying a newborn, you know, and and, and, and then he's walking through and there's, there's people outside of his house and just how weird that is. And I'll tell you, it all goes back to us having a misalignment of what it means to celebrate the people we're supposed to celebrate and to value the things we're supposed to value in our real life. And so in terms of me personally, we were hanging out with some friends yesterday and we were talking about my wife potentially coming on the channel. And we were like, you know, yo, it'd be great if your wife came on the channel. Da, da, da. And you know what? And we we had this back and forth. And I said, I'm getting in a place. And this is like not to flex. Like I'm not doing whatever. 90,000 subscribers. I think we'll crack that today. Thank you guys. But I'm, I'm not like in a crazy spot. But it's getting to that place where I'm recognized fairly regularly in public. Whether I'm at, at a basketball, my, my little basketball rec league. Whether I'm at the gym. And some people are really cool. They pull up. And they just kind of dap me up, you know, they, they'll say whatever. And other people are just weird and they'll just stare at you. And I was talking about why, hey, the reason why, one of the main reasons why I haven't had my wife on the channel yet is because my wife is very introverted. She's usually the one with our children, our Zoe, who I just showed you guys, and uh, my six-year-old Levi. And I would, I would hate for her to be out grocery shopping. And some rando weirdo sees my channel, sees our interview, and walks up and makes it mad awkward, uncomfortable, and weird for her. And so there's a degree of privacy that we we kind of have to maintain because we also have friends that have been very successful as like family vloggers, and we've seen the cost that comes with. And so we're trying to like navigate, like because I know she has a lot of value to add. I know there's a lot of folks that would love to hear from her, and we're trying to like navigate this balance. I'm at 90,000 subscribers. Maybe this will be bigger. Yeah, we're still doing a giveaway at 100K, by the way. Maybe this will be bigger. Maybe I'll have a, 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 a larger platform. And so I have to maintain these protections because I would be very irritated. I'm going to keep it a buck. I would be very irritated if my wife comes home and tells me that someone saw the YouTube channel, saw her, ran up on her, and got weird at the grocery store. I would be very frustrated. So I could only imagine someone like Justin, who everywhere he goes, there's people around him. There's always people around. There's always people wanting something, a picture, a hug, or whatever. And it's just like, goodness gracious, man. So I, I want to really drive home this point, guys. There's nothing wrong with celebrating people. There's nothing wrong with admiring people. There's nothing wrong with saying, man, that person is great. They're gifted. But do we have a proper adoration and admiration and alignment for one, worshiping Jesus in our lives? Like, is that, is that properly aligned in the creator, not the creation? Two, are we present in the moment and celebrating the people that are in front of us and around us. Do you, those of you, those of you guys that are married, husbands, do you celebrate and love your wives the way Christ loved the church and laid down his life, his life for him? Do you really do that? Do you celebrate your wife? Do you, do you, when you walk in the door, are you excited? Are you celebratory? Are you, are you high in spirits? Or do you walk in and just throw up whatever the day threw up on you onto your family and now they got to carry all this stuff, right? Like, do you celebrate your children? Do you celebrate your, your parents and honor your parents? Do you celebrate? Because I feel like if we, if we celebrated the things we were properly supposed to celebrate, the young couple that's getting married and their wedding is coming up and celebrating them and blessing them if you're in a position. I feel like if we did that, celebrity culture, celebrity Christians, all this stuff will be mitigated. And some, man, we should appreciate people that do great things. Respect. I admire Elon Musk and Justin Bieber and Dave Chappelle and Kanye. Well, I admire all those people. But I'm not lining up in front of nobody's hotel room. For what? So what's the point? 
because I have a proper understanding of worship. So hopefully this is making sense for you guys. And by the way, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is consistently living your life in a way that glorifies God and living your life God's ways. And I feel like a lot of this celebrity culture instantly gets mitigated. And even if you do see your favorite artist at the grocery store, your favorite pastor, your favorite whatever, a lot of this stuff is going to be mitigated because you realize like, no, 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 I, I have the proper value and the proper alignment of who is the celebrity in my life. And then everything else, you know, respect. I see somebody awesome, fantastic, dap, love, boom, 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 keep it moving, right? That's it. And by the way, you, you realize most of these folks, like if you see me in public, you meet me in public. And I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not trying to compare myself to a Justin Bieber. But if you see me in public, nine out of ten times, I'm going to want to approach and engage with you. 99% of the time. And, and, and I can tell you from my personal experience of having been around Justin, that is the case for him. He, I've seen him stay after church and meet people and dap people and, and like hang out. I've seen that. My own eyes. Seen that happen multiple times. Okay, so it's just when you start just doing weird stuff, wonky stuff, crossing boundaries, it's not helpful. It's not helpful. And we can't just blame the celebrity and be like, well, they shouldn't choose to be like. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if he would have chose the same path if he can go back and say, oh, would I wanted all this access to excess, all of this influence, all these people always bombarding me. That's a lot to give up, man. So hopefully this is helpful for you guys. Thank you so much for watching this. Love you guys. Peace. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next video.